Welcome to Zikhu Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Ram Goldar, and today we're Zikhu's Kedushin Daf Ramad Vav. The first parak, Haisha Nikneis. The Zikhu Mesechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Hachazakas Torah. So the three dots we're going to focus on. Number one, Abraham teaches about the pasuk Bani Matem Hashem El Kachem. You are sons to Hashem, your God. The Rudo holds Bezman Shatem Nohagim Minhag Banim Atem Kriim Banim. When you act in the manner of children, you're called children of Hashem. But if you do not act in the manner of children, you are not called his children. Rebmer disagrees. Whether you act this way or that way, you are called his children. He quotes for Psukim to demonstrate this, and the Gemara explains their purpose. If only for the first Pasuk, they are foolish children, one could think they are only called children when they act foolishly, but not when they are disloyal. The second Pasuk, children in whom there is no loyalty, teaches otherwise. Still, one could think that if they worship idols, they're not called children. So the third pasuk, Zer Marein Bani Mashchisim, a seed of evildoers, destructive children, shows they are. Finally, one might think they're only called destructive children, but not proper children. The final pasuk, It will be that of that which is said to them, you are not my people, it will be said to them, you are the children of the living God, demonstrates that with tshuva they can be called children of the living God. Point number two, the next mission lists the various steps of bringing karbanas, which a woman does not perform. Hasmichos, leaning on the head of a carbon before it's shechted. Batnufos, waving certain karbanas. Bahagashos, bring menachos close to these beach before offering them. Vachamitzos, kamitza, removing three fingers full of flour of menachos. Vachtaros, burning karbanas on the mizbech. Vachmolikos, molika, the specialized shechita procedure of bird karbanas. Vachabalos, receiving the blood. Vachazos, sprinkling of blood. Noagim ba'anashim, vuhu ba'anashim. All applied to men and not to women. Chutzma minchasotin except for the mincha of a soto or of a nazira, which they do wave. The Gemara provides the source for each halacha. It explains the hazos, sprinkling, refers to sprinkling the blood of a bird carbon, specifically a chatas. That a woman cannot sprinkle the blood is derived from a kavachomer. If a sheep carbon, which can be shechted by a non-kohen, still requires a male kohen for its sprinkling, meaning throwing its blood on the mizbech's wall, then a bird carbon, which requires a kohen for its malika, certainly requires a male kohen for its sprinkling. And point with you, the Mishnah taught that a woman does wave the mincha of a sota. Molazar said to Rabbi Yoshi of his generation, Do not sit down until you explain this matter to me. From where do we derive that a mincha sota requires waving? The more explains he was asking for the source that the owner of the mincha, meaning the woman, must wave it in addition to the Kohen taught in the Pasuk. He answered that there's a gazer shava of yad yad linking sota and shlamim, where it states that certain parts are waved by the owner, teaching that just as regarding sota a kohen must wave it, he does by shlamim as well. And just as with shlamim, the owner waves it, the owner here, meaning the woman, does by sota as well. Thus, kohen machnis yad utachnis yad balim umeniv. The kohen places his hand under the owner's hand and waves with him. So once again, the three points are, number one, Abraisa teaches about the Pasuk, Bani Matem Hashem El Kechem, you are sons to Hashem your God. The Yudah holds, Bizman Shatem Nogim Minhag Banim Atem Kruim Banim. When you act in the manner of children, you are called children of Hashem. But if you do not act in the manner of children, you are not called as children. Rebmer disagrees. Whether you act this way or that way, you are called his children. He quotes four psukim to demonstrate this, and the Gemara explains their purpose. If only for the first pasuk, they are foolish children, one could think they are only called children when they act foolishly, but not when they are disloyal. The second pasuk, children in whom there is no loyalty, teaches otherwise. Still, one could think that if they worship idols, they're not called children. So the third pasuk, Zer Marein Bani Mashchisim, a seed of evildoers, destructive children, shows they are. Finally, one might think they're only called destructive children, but not proper children. The final pasuk, Vayimim Komashir Yamir Lahem Lo Amiatem, 
It will be that of that which is said to them, you are not my people. It will be said to them, you are the children of the living God. Demonstrates that with tshuva they can be called children of the living God. Point number two, the next mission lists the various steps of bringing karbonas, which a woman does not perform. Hasmichos, leaning on the head of a carbon before it's shechted. Bahatnufos, waving certain karbonas. Bahagashos, bring menachos close to these beach before offering them. Bahkamitsos, kamitsa, removing three fingers full of flour of menachos. Bahaktaros, burning karbonas on the mizbeach. Bahmolikos, molika, the specialized shechita procedure, a bird karbonas. Bahkabalos, receiving the blood. Bahazos, sprinkling of blood. Noagim bahanashim, vohobanashim. All applied to men and not to women. Except for the mincha of a soto or of a nazira, which they do wave. The Gemara provides the source for each halacha. It explains the hazos, sprinkling, refers to sprinkling the blood of a bird carbon, specifically a chatas. That a woman cannot sprinkle the blood is derived from a kavachomer. If a sheep carbon, which can be shechted by a non-kohen, still requires a male kohen for its sprinkling, meaning throwing its blood on the mizbech's wall, then a bird carbon, which requires a kohen for its malika, certainly requires a male kohen for its sprinkling. And pointing with you, the Mishnah taught that a woman does wave the mincha v'sota. Molazer said to Rabbi Yoshi of his generation, Do not sit down until you explain this matter to me. Menayin la mincha sota shetunatunufa. From where do we derive that a mincha sota requires waving? The Gemara explains he was asking for the source that the owner of the mincha, meaning the woman, must wave it in addition to the Kohen taught in the Pasuk. He answered that there's a gazer shava of yad yad linking sota and shlamim, where it states that certain parts are waved by the owner, teaching that just as regarding sota a kohen must wave it, he does by shlamim as well. And just as with shlamim, the owner waves it, the owner here, meaning the woman, does by sota as well. Thus, kohen machnis yad utachnis yad balim umeniv. The kohen places his hand under the owner's hand and waves with him. All right, so now we go to simon dafalamid vav, and our standard simon is a lulav. Alulav. So here goes. The mother who yelled banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamonds that are loving and pretending to have sword fights instead of doing the mitzvah wanted them to see their father doing smicha on his carbon as well as the other avodas that only men do and not the sota doing tenufa for mincha sota with a kohen. Once again, slow motion. The mother who yelled banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamonds that are loving loving that must be more enough. Lamed vav. Lulav. The mother who yelled bunning to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamond side of Lulavim and pretending to have sword fights instead of doing the mitzvah, which reminds us, a Bryson teaches about the Pusik, Banim Atem Hashem El Kachim, your sons to Hashem your God. The Buddha holds when you act in the manner of Banim, you're called Banim of Hashem. But if you do not act in the manner of children, you're not called as children. Remer disagrees, Whether you act this way or that way, you're called as children. He quotes for Psukim to demonstrate this, the first one being that we're called Banim even when we act foolishly. So the mother who yelled Banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamond studded Lulavim and pretending to have sword fights instead of doing the mitzvah, want them to see their father doing smicha on his carbon as well as other avodos that only men do. Which reminds us the next mission of the list of various steps of bringing carbonates which a woman does not perform, such as smicha, tenufa, hagasha, and kamitsa. So the mother who yelled Banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamond studded Lulavim and pretending to have sword fights instead of doing the mitzvah, want them to see their father doing smicha on his carbon as well as other avodos that only men do and not the sota doing tenufa of her mincha sota with a kohen. Which reminds us, we learn the source of the sota does tenufa of her mincha, in addition to the kohen, which we learn from the Pasek, comes from a gezer shava of yad yad with shlamim. So once again, the mother who yelled banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamond studded lulavim and pretending to have sword fights instead of doing the mitzvah, wanted them to see their father doing smicha on his carbon as well as other avodas that only men do, and not the sota doing tenufa of her mincha sota with a kohen. 
All right, so now it's time for four blah blah chazar. Dafram base. So the simon dafram base is a lab. So here goes the lab scientist lab. That must be one daf. Lamed Bays, the lab scientist monitoring the stress levels of a son who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea, which reminds us, the more brings in Al-Khochus, if the funding for kibbutz is from the son's asset or the father's, and rules that it's from the father's assets. This is challenged from Rabbi Yezu describing the extent of kibbutz of, to the point that if his father takes his wallet and throws it into the sea in his presence, he doesn't shame his father. Now, if the son doesn't need to suffer any monetary loss, then the father must be throwing his own wallet, so why should the son care? The Gemara answers that it refers to where the son stands to inherit this wallet. So, the lab scientist monitoring the stress levels of a son, who didn't react when watching his father threw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea. Also tried to determine if a Rebbe would be mochel on his covet when his students didn't stand for him, which reminds us, Rav Chisit said that a father can waive his son's obligation to honor him. However, a Rav Shemachel, Kvodo and Kvodo Machel, a teacher who waives his right to honor, his honor is not waived. Rav Yosef said that even a teacher's honor can be waived, as the Pasuk says, Vashem yomam, and Hashem went before them by day indicating that Akash Baruch the ultimate teacher, waived his honor by leading the nation. The Gemara goes on to discuss whether a Nasi or king may forgo their honor. So the lab scientist marking the stress levels of a son, who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea, also tried to determine if a Rebbe would be mochel on his coven when his students didn't stand for him, but stood for an old ignorant man. Entering the lab, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses standing in honor of the elderly and says that the Lacha follows Isi ben Yehuda holds that the Pasuk of Mifne Seva Talkum, before an old man you shall rise, even applies for a sinful and ignorant old man. Daf Lamed Gimel, so the Simr Daf Lamed Gimel is a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The pirate leader with the diamond said a peg-leg pirate with a peg-leg? That must be more Daf Lamed Gimel, leg. The pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up when the people bring Bikurim, passed by, which reminds us the Gemara discusses interrupting work to stand for the elderly and for those bringing Bikurim. So the pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up when the people bring Bikurim, passed by, wasn't sure if he should stand up for his son, who was his pirate teacher, which reminds us. The Gemara asks, If one son is his teacher, what is the halach whether the son must stand before his father, and if perhaps the father must stand before his son? So the pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up and the people bring Bikurim, passed by, wasn't sure if he should stand up for his son, who was his pirate teacher, when he walked onto the ship, but did rise when a Sefer Torah was brought on board, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, What is the halach regarding standing for a Sefer Torah? Rabbi Chilkia, Rabbi Simon, and Rabbi Lazar said it may be derived from a Kalva Homer. One stands before those who learn the Torah. How much more so should one stand before the Torah itself? So the simmer Dalit is a ladder. So here goes. The woman sitting on the diamond-studded ladder. Ladder? That must be more on Duff. Lamadalit. The woman sitting on the diamond-studded ladder opposite the time-bound mitzvah clock, which reminds the more discuss the exemption of women from the mitzvahs Asisha's Mangrama and their Chiva mitzvahs that are not Mangrama. There are exceptions, as Rabbi Yochanan said, Engel made me in a close. We do not learn from general rules, even where it says except, because there may be additional exceptions which are not listed. So the woman sitting on the diamond-studded ladder opposite the time-bound mitzvah clock looked past the man wearing tefillin down below, sitting right next to another man. Learning Torah, which reminds the Gemara says that this principle that women are exempt from Mrs. Asisha's Mangrama is derived from Tefillin. Ma Tefillin Nashim Baturah is just as wearing Tefillin is a time-bound mitzvah and women are exempt from it. 
So too, regarding all time bound mitzvahs, women are exempt. Women's exemption from tefillin is derived from tefillin being written near the mitzvah of learning Torah, from which women are exempt. So the woman sitting on the diamond-studded ladder opposite the time-bound mitzvah clock looked past the man wearing tefillin down below, sitting right next to another man learning Torah, when they saw their husbands approach carrying jewelry for the Chag, as well as the save-the-date notice for the mitzvah of which reminds us, the Gemara asks, instead of exempting women from mitzvahs anseishas mangrama based on tefillin, let us derive from simcha the mitzvah to rejoice during the shalosh Galim that women are chayv in mitzvahs anseishas mangrama. Abaya answers isha bal mesamcha regarding a woman's rejoicing, it's her husband who gladdens her, meaning it's his obligation, not hers, to ensure that she rejoices. The Gemara goes on to explain why we don't want that she's chayv from the mitzvah hakel. Daf lamed hey, so the simmer daf lamed hey is the children's choir singing la la la. So here goes. The cute little boys' choir. Boys' choir? That must be more enough. Lamed, hey. La, la, la. The cute little boys' choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the women are also chayv in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, which reminds us. The Gemara asks for the source of the Mishnah's rule that women are chayv by every losase. Rav as well, Rabbi Yishmael's Academy quoted a pasuk discussing swearing falsely about stealing. Isha, isha, ki yasmi adam. A man or a woman who shall commit any of the sins of people. Hishva akasim isha isha kol The pasuk thereby equated a woman to a man regarding all the punishments of the Torah. If they're subject to the punishments of Malchus for violations, they must be bound by the commandments themselves. So the cute little boys choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the woman also chayv in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, acted out cutting pays, destroying beards, and becoming tummy to the dead, for the woman can do stanza, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that there are three exceptions to woman's obligation in all Mrs. Rosase, rounding payas, destroying the corners of the beard, and for Kohanis becoming tummy to the dead. The more brings the various sources. So the cute little boys choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the woman also chive in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, acted out cutting payas, destroying beards, and becoming tummy to the dead, for the woman can do stanza, which conclude with the words as a boy pointed to where a woman can make a bald spot when mourning her dead. Which reminds us, Isi added another exception, women are also exempt from the commandment not to make a bald spot on the head in mourning someone's death. His source is the Pasuk You are sons to Hashem your God. You shall not cut yourselves nor make a bald spot between your eyes for the dead because you are a holy nation to Hashem your God. The opening word Banim teaches only sons and not daughters regarding the prohibition to make a bald Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff we have a question whether a father must stand for his son who is his rabbi? That's on Duff. Amen Gimel. Good. Number two, which stuff we have in the source that a sota does to Nufa Ramincha Sota in addition to the Kohen who waves it with her? That's on Duff. Amen Vav. Good. Number three, which stuff we have in the source that women are obligated in every losa say? That's on Duff. Lamed hey. Good number four. Which of the one that the son should not react even if he sees his father throw his future inheritance into the sea? That's on Duff. Lamed Bays. Good number five. Which of the one that the source of women are exempt from Mrs. Asesha's Mangrama is from the mitzvah of Tefillin? That's on Duff. Lamed Good number six. Which of the one that the very steps of bringing a carbon that only men do, not women? That's on Duff. Lamed Vav. Good number seven. Which of the one that one must stand for a Sefer Torah? That's on Dav. Lamed Gimel. Good number eight. Which of the one that Isi holds that women are also exempt from Bal Yikruchu, pulling out their hair as an expression of mourning? That's on Dav. 
Lamed Hey. Good number nine. Which stuff do Malkos Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Mir, whether we're called Banim of Hashem when we're not behaving properly? That's on Duff. Lamed Vav. Good at number ten. Which of the one about different ways one can honor a parent, such as bringing them food? That's on Duff. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ramgold from Zichu Shinya. Great day and great learning.